You are listening to Sermon Snippets with Max Taylor, where we exposit God's Word and apply its instruction to our everyday lives. As we study God's Word, we are learning truth that corrects our thinking, meets our needs, and teaches us more about Christ. Here's your host, Max Taylor. You'll have to pardon my voice this morning. It is very early in the morning, and I haven't talked enough to get my voice warmed up, so hopefully it's not too hard to listen to this. Um, Normally, I record these um, episodes for the podcast a day or a couple days in advance, but today I wanted to wait so that we could talk about the war going on in Israel, and I wanted to give you some of the latest updates. I didn't want to pre-record this a couple days early or anything like that because things are unfolding by the minute over in the Middle East. But we're going to start out in Daniel, going over the last few verses that we intended to go over last week, but we just went over on our time. And we were just talking about faith, and which is very important to talk about. So we didn't rush through that. And today we're going to go through Daniel chapter 6 and just the last few verses, 25 down through verse 28. And then after that, we are going to see the relevance of the war going on in Israel to our study in the book of Daniel and how the two, how the war is actually a direct application of this book that we're studying. So we're going to apply it to the real life scenarios going on right now and then um, hopefully just give you kind of an update of what's going on over there and get to talk about that. We're not hearing a whole lot about the war. Um, so if nothing else, hopefully you'll hear from it here. So anyways, let's look at Daniel chapter 6, starting in verse 25, and it says, Then King Darius wrote unto all people, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth, Peace be multiplied unto you. I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom men tremble in fear before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God, and steadfast forever in his kingdom. That which shall not be destroyed in his dominion shall be even unto the end. He delivereth and rescueth, and he worketh signs and wonders in heaven and earth. Who hath delivered Daniel from the power of the lions? So this Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius, and in the reign of Cyrus the Persian. Amazing just to sit back and think about the kingdoms that Daniel was involved with. And all because of the providence of God, all because Daniel had faith and he was upright and he determined to live holy before God and he wanted to seek God out and he had a steadfast relationship with God. And that's why not only did Daniel get to serve in all these different capacities and leadership in the countries that he was in, but also he was given this amazing revelation from God all throughout the book in these visions. So we basically just close this chapter by making note of, again, that which the what we've been pointing out this entire time, kind of the point here, is that you don't make the greatest difference when you compromise for either a longer exposure or longer period of contact with other people. So you should never compromise just to be in a situation where you're around people longer, hoping that that'll give you a greater chance to have an influence or a testimony for Christ. Because actually, what gives you the greatest difference 
you make the greatest impact when you determine to be pure before God and you accept the consequences bravely, just as Daniel did here. He didn't try to get out of this punishment where he was cast into the lion's den. He accepted that consequence. And this is truly just one of those mind-blowing accounts in Scripture. But we see the results of it. Darius actually wrote a decree to those in his kingdom talking about the power of God. In this pagan kingdom that had actually just overcome Babylon, he was humble enough to acknowledge the power of God that saved Daniel from the lion's den. And we also looked at last week God's reckoning, how God actually punished, took out, God took out uh, justice on the people who tried to get Daniel cast into the lion's den. And they themselves were thrown into the lion's den and they had the judgment that they were hoping Daniel would receive. So God protected his own and then God punished the unjust rulers who sought to destroy Daniel. Very interesting. And that ties right in with what we're going to talk about having to do with the war in Israel. Now, I do not know why there is such a lack of mention of what's going on in Israel on social media, in the lives of ordinary people, I mean, in the in the workplace, um, at least any of the people that I've been around, there's not been very much mention of what's going on in Israel at all. I do not understand that. What is happening in Israel, what happened on Saturday, and I'll give you kind of an overview here. On Saturday, October 7th, thousands of rockets were fired from Gaza. Hamas terrorists invaded and occupied multiple cities in Israel. They killed over a thousand Israeli citizens, slaughtered them, just murdered them, most of them young young children, young adults, even elderly people, just indiscriminately fired on civilians. And so now we're we're still counting the numbers of how many are injured. And the worst part is that many were kidnapped and taken back into Gaza, which is the equivalent of being kidnapped and taken to another country. And there's now the possibility, strong possibility, that Hezbollah and Lebanon to Israel's north, and even Syria, and possibly even Iran, will join the war as well. And it's likely that Russia is behind this attack. I won't get into all that, but they definitely, they admitted to helping Hamas. Um, And so that's kind of just... The, the basics of what happened, but this was 9-11 for Israel. Actually, it's when you compare the population of the country of Israel to the population in America, this is 9-11 on a whole different scale. I can't remember if it's like five times or ten times the impact of 9-11. What America felt on 9-11 is only a fraction of what this is in Israel. It's basically the biggest thing since the Holocaust. So not only does this affect us, and it does affect us, by the way, because the United States is sending messages. We are 
having a threatening presence in the Middle East right now. We are working with Israel um, and making big promises that if Hezbollah in the north attacks, we are going to have to keep. So this very well may be America's war. So not only does it affect us, but this is the worst atrocity since the Holocaust for Jews who are God's chosen people. So if you're not keeping up for it with the news for the fact that it affects America and for how much it affects other countries, even European countries, you should be keeping up with it for the fact that this is such a great atrocity. This is the largest terrorist attack that has ever taken place in Israeli history. Like, I don't, I don't know how to convey the seriousness of you. Books will be written about this day, what happened this weekend in Israel. There will be books written about it. Just like you hear about the Yom Kippur War. This is, I don't know what it's going to be called. The second October War, the, the holiday that was going on was called Sukkot. So I, I assume this will be called the Sukkot War. Whatever it's going to be called, there will be books written about this. This will be taught in history. And I do not understand why it's barely being mentioned in the workplace, in conversations. I mean, it's going viral on the news so people can hear about it. But social media basically contains the same everyday life stuff that people are posting. And I don't get it. I, I don't understand. So you need to know what's going on. Um, the latest, um, as of day three of this war is that so far 1,500 terrorist bodies are counted in Israel and prime minister Benjamin Netanyahu, who's affectionately called Bibi, he says that more terrorists are still in Israel. And in response, the IDF, the Israeli defense forces, the military of Israel has turned off the power and water to Gaza they're giving a massive response um, from the IAF, the Israeli Air Force, in Gaza. Actually, the bombing that's going on in Gaza is five times the rate of the bombing that was happening during the Second Lebanon War. Um, Iran gave the green light to all of its proxy terror organizations to attack Israel. There's an impending northern attack from Hezbollah. We know that because they canceled school in southern Lebanon, and there's a mass exodus going out of the region right now because people understand the seriousness of what's going on. And by the way, Hezbollah in the north is a much bigger force than Hamas. They have over 150,000 rockets pointed at Israel. This is going to be really big when they attack, when they full-on attack because Iran is sending them to fight the war for them. Iran doesn't want to attack. They don't want to waste Persian blood. They'll just use the Arabs and the Palestinians to try to destroy Israel. But that's going to happen and there's going to be a two-front war. And so we need to understand the seriousness of that situation and how that's going to involve America because there is pledged support for Israel from the United States, Great Britain, France, Germany, and Israel or Italy. Italy also has expressed joint um, support for Israel. The Israelis have been told to stockpile supplies of water, food, batteries, flashlights. They're in a state of emergency. 
So we need to know what's going on. And I'm not telling you to become a news anchor, okay? I'm following the developments very closely because Israel's very near and dear to my heart. But I haven't even become a news reporter on this war, okay? I'm not trying to pretend like I'm some journalist or something. Um, All I'm saying is if you love God's people, you will care about what they're going through right now. And it will affect you. I have not been able to get this off my mind since the weekend. And I know several other Christian people who express the same thing. Obviously, the Jews all around the world, this is affecting them. Yesterday, I received over 80 updates on the war. And I just woke up to like 42 more. So if you want to keep up with what's going on with this nightmare, I'll give you a couple options. First, the IDF YouTube channel. Then there's Agilite, which is another Israeli military YouTube channel. There's the Watchmen newscast with Eric Stockelbeck, who um, is on TBN. So just be aware that he's on the same channel as um, Joel Osteen. Okay, so don't recommend that. And then if you want to get the most alerts, then you can go join the Telegram channel of Amir Tsarfati. And his organization is called Behold Israel. And I also don't recommend that you follow him when it's peacetime, but this is war. And I think we need to make it clear that we stand with Israel. The enemies of Israel are the enemies of God. And God, as we're seeing in Daniel, God is still in control, in case you were wondering. No matter how big this gets, and it's getting pretty big, um, all the countries that are weighing in, we have to remember the Most High still rules in the kingdom in the kingdoms of men and the affairs of men, God is still the most powerful authority involved here. So remember what we're learning in Daniel. Remember all the verses we've gone over. And then keep Israel in your prayers because God is still in control and they're still his people. Thank you for listening to Sermon Snippets. If this Bible study is a help to you, consider downloading the weekly episodes or sharing this podcast with a friend. Until next time, remember that God's word is perfect, and it's everything you need to live for him.